1: They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of Green and White brought to you by Argyle Life. Ten years ago today, we were headed up to Roxdale with our Football League status in the balance. On Saturday, we are just one win away from returning to the Championship. We're one win closer. Joey Barton's men of the latest team to be brushed aside by the EFL League One manager of the season, Steven Schumacher's tricky greens. Joining me this week are, Lou, how are you holding up?
3: Uh, yeah, not bad. Um, I think I'm more excited than some of the individuals who are uh, maybe on the podcast today, but I've been excited since probably since the middle of April, so... Just go enjoy it, Sam. Down. How are the nerves?
4: I think for the first time all season, well, first time in a very long time, the excitement is now on a par with the nerves. Um, yeah, we, we really should do it from here. Although in a way, that's maybe caused to make me more nervous. Sorry, go on.
2: And Finley Allen, how are you feeling?
5: I'm good, thank you. Yeah, um, yeah, great.
2: Yeah, good. I'm nervous, but thanks for asking. Right, first things first, um, Sam. Fancy your customary run-through of uh, Tuesday night's 2-0 win over Bristol Rovers?
4: Yes, I, I'm just delighted to be able to talk about it. It was an absolutely fantastic performance. Um, certainly, you know, certainly the first 60-65 minutes were some of the best, most free-flowing um, spells of football I've seen from an Argyle side in many, many years. I think the point I made on the previous podcast about how we're not just winning, we're, we're starting to win with a bit of style and a bit of panache again. I feel that point was, was, was 10 times even more true on Tuesday night's game. We started the game like a train. We absolutely threw everything at them, creating chance after chance. Uh, really lovely, silky patterns of play. Wright, Ennis, mayor uh, Randall, all interchanging superbly. So many chances were created. Obviously, even before the goals, we had the, the kind of the Callum Wright uh, one that their keeper went down low and saved with the two Callum Wright headers. We had the Edwards header. Uh, the, the two number sort of angled ones that the keeper saved and, and, and a handful more sort of half chances on top of that as well. Um, we, just, we just absolutely carved them open like a knife through butter. And yeah, it was a mixture of the confidence, the determination, the energy and, and, the, and the genuine technical brilliance as well. Not just, you know, trying hard, but, but actually being really clever. The, the, the pressing, whatever Rovers got on the ball, the pressure to, to win it back was absolutely flawless. Um, the, the response to air pressing, getting out of tight areas, that was fantastic as well. I, I just can't say enough good things about that performance to how brilliantly we played. It took us a little while to finally, maybe the only slight problem was, was the finishing wasn't um, quite as clinical, but then <laughs> Nilennis wow moment of absolute magic to, to, to us ahead and then and then extended the lead shortly after and at that point we just we just closed the game out quite efficiently and didn't really. You know, maybe one little sloppy moment where Houghton gave the ball away on the halfway line of side. We, we barely gave them any calls to um, to, to kind of ha- get, get a sight of goal. And and I'm just, yeah, awesome performance and just so delighted that we are so nearly there.
3: It's, um, it's hard to sort of mention performance without mentioning the, the red card for me. Um, Obviously, it sort of did change the game, but I do agree, even besides that, we were outstanding numbers showing why he was named young player of the year. I think he was absolutely sublime. Maybe maybe should have scored. Um maybe should have scored a few, but he was giving them trouble down that side the entire way through the first half. And I think it, it paid off in the second half because they looked I think they looked a little they looked a little bit run down um, and it, and it allowed us to, to you know to get to, to get the goals. As I think Sam's already has already said the the, the goal from Menace is one of the, one of the best I've seen for a long time. Um, I think we are all sort of discussing the, um, you know, could we, we go to the season before the game? I think Ellis might have just taken it with that one. Um, <laughs> and for all, in, in all fairness, it's a great rule from James Dawson as well. So, yeah.
5: Yeah, go on, Finn. Anything to add? I'd agree. I'd agree with Lou. I think our and Sam. Um, I just, yeah, really good performance. I think Anthony Evans was a bit stupid, if you ask me, like to get sent off. Like, you know, everyone has difficulty... But, like coming up against Danny Mayer when he's one on one versus them, but to just do fouls that cynical that early in the game, I think he took uh Joey Barton's hatred of us a bit too literally. Um, but yes, um, and I it, it did start to feel a little bit like maybe it wasn't going to be our night after all the the chances in the first half, but one, yeah, what an unbelievable bit of skill by Ennis and. You know, not quite that, I guess, but we all know that he's got, you know, unbelievable skill in his locker. And it was great to see him, particularly with the sort of dry patches that Hardy and Cosgrave has had. To to be able to, like, step up at this time and come back firing is is great as well. Yeah, you touched
2: on it there about, um, obviously, Ennis's goal... Um, I think we put the polls for goal of the season out a little bit too early. Where where does his goal rank? Probably
5: winning it for me, to be honest with you. Like Mumba obviously against Exeter was an unbelievable strike, but like that is like a one in a hundred goal. Like you don't see players ever really attempt that, let alone at this at this level. Yeah, I think um I've always I was always had
3: numbers against Exeter at the top of me just because I love how cleanly he's hit that. I think it's the sound when it hits the back of the net, but the the the, the skill to just how he's taken that down, well, not taken it down, but controlled that with his chest. Again, you don't see it very often. You don't see it at home park very often. It, it is, it's probably that, especially when you think about the about the, the when it's coming the season as well. It, it's it's got us it's got us in the lead in a game that has put us three points from the title really or from the title from promotion. So,
4: I think yeah, the Eddis one is, is the best. I think, for me, my, my one before the, um, that game was the Zaz at Rovers. I think the Mumba one is, is absolutely, absolutely exceptional uh, in, in terms of his control and, and his finesse. But I, I suppose what I think maybe maybe mitigates it a little bit is the, the defence kind of parted for him, like like the Red Sea. They left such a big gap for him to, to shoot through. Still excellent, but I think the, the one for me was the Zaz at Rovers. Just how on earth is scoring from that position? It, it's just mind-boggling that the control uh, that's needed to kind of guide that into the net from that angle. I'm always more of a sucker for a great angled goal than I am for a, a long-ranger. That's why, for me, my, my favourite ever Argyle goal ever scored is and probably always will be that Graham Carey goal at Blackpool. The, the finest ever... Um, Goal for more, goal of all time. I mean, I know that some people might say that all goals are from an angle, but uh, that was from a, that was from a particularly difficult angle. I think that is what make what for me makes a fantastic goal. The difficulty of the angle more so than the long range. That again, um, that's why Kerry's goal against Blackpool for me will always be better than this goal against Millwall, and it's for me why the Azab's goal at Rovers is just for me more visually impressive than the Mumba goal against Exeter. But Niall Ennis came in last night and he and he topped them both. With that fantastic uh, well, two nights to go now. With that uh, he topped them both with that fantastic overhead kick. That for me, goal of the season.
2: Yeah, obviously we've we've not seen many overhead kicks at home park in our lives. Pericard, Blanchard, Bradley Wright Phillips, and now Niall Ennis. Not the best a side team I could put together, but rank those rank
3: those four overhead kicks. I'm slightly biased, but Blanchard number one just I just I just I don't even I remember I don't remember the goal that well. I don't think it was all that good, but just, just a big fan of Maxine Blanchard. So
4: I I think that if we're going to um include the right the Wright Phillips one, we probably have to include the Edwards one against Wednesday as well. Because I think they're both sort of hooks, aren't they? More than full overhead kicks. So um
2: Yeah, but we talk about Edwards like every week. We don't talk about Bradley Wright Phillips, so
4: yeah, true. I think the right <laughs> Yeah, in in terms of like ranking them, I think the right finish one. As much as it was great against Exeter, and it was when we were about to go extinct as a club, I think that was um, probably like nearer the bottom just on the aesthetics of it, because it was a bit more of a hook than a full overhead kick. The Blanchard one, I haven't. I, mean, I haven't seen it in years. From from memory, he, he he does fully plant himself on the ground, so I think that's that's very much an overhead kick, not quite as good as the Ennis one, I don't think. Um, I'll be honest, I have no memory of the Pericard one, which for me with my encyclopedic Argyle memory is rare, but I, I don't.
2: There we go. Yeah, I mean, neither do I, but that was brought up by uh, Gossie on Twitter. So um, I thought to include it, um, but I have no idea. All I know is the Vincent Pericard stat of uh, the last person to score a hat-trick, which has been beaten a few times since then, but not many, not enough. Lou, you've been saying it all season, but are we actually world-class at corners now? I don't
3: remember saying that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a question for John, but he's not here, so I just swapped his
3: name out for yours. Oh, perfect. Um, yeah, <laughs> we're great. Yeah, we are. We are fantastic at corners.
2: McCordly Gillespie again with the header. Was he a big nerve settler?
3: It was nice to get the second, wasn't it? You know, I think it came quite swiftly out after the first, and I, I felt a lot, a lot better, better afterwards. But I think I do. In all fairness, I recovered from the first goal. And then when the second one went in, yeah, it, it felt very much like we were not home and dry, but, but, but there are thereabouts, to use all the football cliches.
2: Yeah, I was going to slip this one into the Twitter questions and pretend that somebody had asked it, but I'm going to give it to Finn anyway. Joey Barton obviously got a lovely reception at Home Park. Is he the biggest in football?
5: Um, he's close, yeah. One man, <laughs> someone. Individual.
2: An individual was in the crowd. Um, in the Mayflower no Lower one, Morgan
5: Whitaker.
0: What
2: what does that mean for his future prospects? Are we are we looking into that? How how far are we looking into his appearance at home park?
5: I mean, he clearly didn't want to go, did he? You know, it's like it's just that whole thing, you know, thank God for Callum Wright, because if if he hadn't come in and, and done well, we'd all be like, we'd all be, I think Swansea City would be possibly the most hated club in Plymouth. Uh, because he, he's played 200 minutes since he's been back and he's been back for almost half the season.
2: I like how you're just completely forgetting that Preston are also in the Championship, but yeah, sure, Swansea.
5: Yeah, I mean, yeah, Ryan, though he left us and all of that, but, you know... Really? Yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> the... Uh, the uh, yeah, but I, I just think I did, it just makes no sense from any. It didn't even make sense about Ru- for Russell Martin at the time. So, God knows, basically.
4: I'm just glad Preston did take him off us, but if we didn't, we wouldn't have Schumacher.
2: No, we'd still have Schumacher. He was his number two.
4: Yeah, very great. Right. Yeah, I think
3: it's, it's it's nice. It was nice to see Whittaker there. Um, as I said, he clearly clearly, it looks like he enjoyed his time. He enjoyed being in and around the squad. And you'd hope if if again tempting fate, if we if we did get there, um he'd be around for a bit of the celebrations because as far as I'm aware, Swansea play on the Monday and we play on the Sunday. So uh but you never know. It'd be nice for him to be there. It'd be nice for him to be there next season too. Do we think there's any chance of getting him back next season?
5: Realistically. Yes, if 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 it's right, we might we might go for a different approach. You might let go for less of a because I think Morgan Whitaker, as good as he is, he's a luxury player. He's one of those players that you kind of have in the squad. We might go for a bit more of a defensive. I I mean when I say a bit more of a defensive, I don't mean surely reverting to four, two, three, one, but just a bit more of a conservative approach. Uh, but having said that, you know, we know the guy can score goals from anywhere and if we do indeed get to the Championship, then, you know, we're probably going to need a few of those next season to stay up.
4: I'd love to see him back. Um, I thought it was absolutely fantastic for us. Um, they, they're going to probably have to lower their asking for him. I think if they're wanting anything like two million, then we're probably going to quite rightly not go anywhere near that. But if they're willing to lower their asking price for him, I don't, yeah, I'd
5: absolutely love to see him back. Having said that, he the if we do purchase him, he will be our, I, I would imagine he would lit no matter how much they know it, that he will he would be our record signing. It depends how much we really want to.
2: I suppose it's weighing up that um the expenditure to stay up, right? It, it, if we throw all of our eggs in the basket and we don't stay up and we overspend, then that doesn't feel like a very um Hallett slash this this era Argyle thing to do. So for me, the only way I see him back is a, is on again. But I don't, what's his contract situation like at Swansea? Has it got time to run? Is it?
5: I think it's four years.
4: I, I I thought it. I think it was four years when he signed it, but I think it's two years. I think it's still summer twenty five, so I think it's two years left on it after this season ends. I think.
2: Okay, so you could still come. Do he, a season in the championship show that he can play at that level, and then
4: potentially, yeah, potentially.
2: Is there anything else we need to discuss before we move on to Schumacher's League One Manager of the Season award?
4: Um, just again to reiterate the point that um, I made in how much better a team we are with Randall, and he—he just—I he, was just wanting to give a special word for him because I think there are so many players who deserve special shout-outs for how good they were, but but Randall just because of the, the, the upturn the team has had since he's been playing again, he, you know, the, 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 some of the passing range was incredibly put a beautiful ball out to Callum Wright, but even the short, simple passes there, they're, they're done with intent, you know, they're done to recycle the ball. They're done to, you know, get it to a player who's earned an extra half a yard or two of space than what he had a second before. He's just a really, really intelligent player. Um, really silky player. Great joy to watch. And so energetic off the ball as well. And, just I, I i i really can't wait to see how he steps up against championship opposition hopefully next season hopefully because he's he's well and truly earned it with with how well he's played before that the forward injury and certainly
5: since it. i, I was just going to say i thought it was a bit odd like when we signed him that Blackboard literally signed him i, I admittedly they're probably going to go down but as a championship club in january but, sorry
4: is this Callum right now you're on about yeah or?
5: yeah oh uh, yeah yeah Callum kind of right like just to, to sell him uh, sell him in January after like literally, didn't they literally buy him in the summer?
4: Well, they literally signed him on, on, on the summer deadline day and they sold him to us very early in the January window. So he was literally there four months. Um, he signed, They signed him for, presumably would have had to have been a decent amount of money or at least, you know, a, a few hundred grand and then sold him to us after, after four months. So something, something must have got a, maybe it's one of those things either there's more to it than meets the eye and maybe something went on off the pitch or whatever, but it's, it does seem an odd one, how, you know, how good he
5: is. I'm not, like, I'm not saying, like, I don't think he's, like, you know, a top-level championship player yet. But I, I think he could have done a job at the bottom of the end of the championship, definitely. So, yeah, yeah. for sure. He, he he was brilliant as well on Tuesday.
2: Even more so when you throw in their likelihood to go down. I'm not sure it's been confirmed yet, you know, next season, you know, building a Blackpool side to bounce back in League One then. Surely you keep him around for that.
4: I would think so, yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah, but I guess, I guess all of it's to our gain, so, you know, I'm not going to complain.
2: Talking of midfielders, uh, like water is wet, obviously Jay Matete picked up another yellow card. Is that the most, like, sure-fire bet in football?
3: All I can say is that Jay Matete loves a yellow card.
2: It must be the lowest odds of any bet ever, surely.
3: Uh, we need to get a bit of like a timer on, like sort of how long he's on the pitch before how quick he gets a yellow card. Can't because you you, you you can't fault the effort and you can't fault the the desire there, but it is there is something going on here. So <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to Steven Schumacher winning
2: the EFL League One Manager of the Season. Obviously, that the news broke after we finished recording last time out. Um, who wants to give um, who wants to sing the praises of Steven Schumacher? Obviously all of us, but one at a time,
5: oh uh, Best manager in the league. Yeah, he is the best manager in the league. That's like that's all i got to so. say.
2: Now he's got an award to prove it.
3: Yeah. Uh, I think everyone's sort of said something probably about our, our budget and, and in comparison to the other teams that are around us in the league. And to be top of the division with two games left, with probably where he picked the club up, and 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 the sort of very, but as we probably already discussed, the smart signings that he's made. You know, look like at the business in January, it's bringing Callum Wright. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it would have been an easy decision for for whoever's decided to make, but I don't think it was the wrong decision. So,
4: yeah, Sam, anything to add on, Steve? Yeah, obviously, uh, definitely the best manager in the league. I think maybe even the best manager in the entire EFL. Um, and as John has said, certainly the best at reacting in game. Um, I, I just think the job that he's done this season. I, I think we take it for granted, but it just cannot be overstated what an absolutely astonishing jo- job it is that he's done. The fact that we maybe could finish on one hundred and one points. Hopefully, at the, hopefully we're going to finish on the very least sort of ninety, you know, ninety-seven points, ninety-nine points, or, or whatever. But um, um, yeah, ju- just an absolutely um, uh, astonishing job. For the, the fact that our budget at the start of the season was. Maybe maybe around mid-table. Maybe, maybe it did increase a bit spending money on the players in January. But certainly a budget nowhere near the rest of the top six. Uh, the fact that we've had worse injury luck than I think most of those. We had our, our best player injured, obviously the best keeper in the league, Mike Cooper. We had our best midfielder injured in Randall. Our best striker has been injured for most of the season in Ennis. And our best defender in, in, in Scott. In, well, our best defender... It, it's possibly when when fully fit James Fulton, he's been permanently injured. And possibly our second best defender, Dan Scar, has also had quite a lot of time injured. So it, it's just absolutely astonishing.
5: I've got a slight bone to pick, to be honest with you, with the Sheffield Wednesday reporter who said, oh, with all of this bad luck we've had with players being injured for at least one game. We literally have had the best keeper in the league and... Possibly the best midfielder in our team out for quite a considerable amount of time. Um, and, you know, aside from you know, and aside from that, missed Ballymumba for three games and stuff. So I just think that that particular reporter, um, just that's just excuses for me. Like, I don't get that because they've got a much deeper squad than we have as well. Yeah, no, I, think- I, I, I agree. My
2: favorite part of the reporting is uh, finding out that the Ipswich Town officials stormed out of the awards after <laughs> after Schumacher was named manager of the season. That's absolutely brilliant. Um obviously as a as a predominantly Norwich-based green, that is fantastic. Um, it's great to see. Obviously, we have Burton on Saturday, a huge game. There's some Twitter questions about it. Andrew Willis asks. Is Burton securing League One status midweek a good thing or a bad thing for Argo going into Saturday's game, or will it make no difference at all?
4: I, I think it's a good thing. I think I'd rather they weren't fighting for their lives, um, to be honest. I mean, look, I think, um, you know, Mamera seems a very professional guy. I don't think he could be the type to let his players go out and get drunk. I think he'll know that he needs to do the right thing for the league and, and try and make it a competitive game. So I don't think they're going to be pushovers. But I think, you know, maybe there is just that extra, like what I talked about on, in, on previous podcasts, that sort of not consciously trying less hard, but maybe that, that subconscious half of a cent of knowing that the, the league state is on the line, is isn't quite going to be there. And maybe that subconscious half a percent um, could, could be what swings it in our, in our way, but it's still going to be a tough game. It, it, it's still not done and dusted. I'm sorry to be up to be a party pooper. It's, it's still not done and dusted. If, you know, if, if, if it's one of those games whereby we dominate the game and they just hit us in the counter-attack and, and, and win and Wednesday win, then it's two points going into Port van and we're probably there going there needing to win in, you know, at All Hope Wednesday drop points. Look, I think it's almost certain that we do it now, but the very key word there is almost. It's not over till it's over. We need to be professional and make sure we get the job done against Burton. And I, I think Shui will be telling the players the same thing. There's going to be no champagne Courts popping until until and unless the time is right for it. So just what is worthy of on that note of caution going into that game.
5: To be honest with you, I think he he sumac has played the right game here, really. If you look at the player's body language on, on on Saturday, and there, if you want to read into this as well, you can like on Twitter there their responses like we go again and all of those kinds of things. You know, that's not a that's not a team that thinks this is over yet. They've still got to put in a shift on, on Saturday against, you know, as we saw, they're a difficult side. We grew to them in November. So if we don't if we if we play anywhere near as good as we do on Tuesday, we'll be absolutely fine. But anything less than anything less than that, then uh, it could be a bit uh, we basically need an early goal like we did against Cambridge, I think.
2: Yeah, the only thing we do know is that Adrian Mariapa won't be scoring against us as he's obviously now at Salford.
0: Picture the scene, all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: Obviously, up at the Pirelli, um, we saw, the obviously, the 2-2, the, uh, the Adrian Mariapa last-minute equaliser. Do we expect any shooly roulette-style um, surprises on Saturday? Obviously, played Matt Butcher in the 10 on that day.
5: Um, no, I, I would be... Absolutely. Even by his standards, I'd be I'd be surprised. Um, I think he just goes with exactly the same team as he did like on Tuesday. They seem to have momentum, particularly. Uh, you could tell, like Ali Mumba, for example, was buzzing off the fact that he got like player of the season. Um, he just had a, an extra step in his sort of. I don't know what I was going to say. Step in his boots, so if that even makes any sense. But you know, spring in his step—that's the one. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know you know what
4: I mean? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't make too many changes on, on Saturday. Um, I suppose the only possible one is, is hopefully Danny Mayer's okay after his collision with the post in the the first half he then had to go off with of what I assumed was concussion protocol. I didn't, I didn't explicitly say it's like, but I assumed it was due to that, you know, smashing into the post. So if Mayer's not okay, I would maybe bring a, bring a Zaz in for Mayer and Credit to his ads, by the way, he um, he, he had a, a very good second half. He's been a little bit off form lately, but he had a, a good second half. Um, so I'd maybe go in thousand and mayor. Other than that, I I don't think I would make too many changes because because this this look this is the team that's. That's got us that's got us here into the team that's played so well. We're, we're hopefully gonna only have two more games left. So we're not gonna to need to worry about burnout too much. And if we get the job done on Saturday, they can all have a few days off putting their feet up. And then, you know, we can play maybe a bit more of a rotated team up at up at Port Vale. So I think go unchanged if we can, if Mayor's okay. Um, if if Mayor's not okay, maybe it's adds in for Mayor. And, yeah, barring any unknown injuries, I think that's the only change I would make.
2: 2015, we beat Shrewsbury on the final day to help Burton Albion win the league. We don't think there's any chance they do us a favour.
4: Well, hopefully Shrewsbury do as well, ironically. obviously ironically, it was Shrewsbury we beat to stop to help Burton win the league. Because, obviously, Shrewsbury had the team playing Wednesday. So, hopefully, both those teams can do us a favour, or at least one of them.
2: There's obviously another another team we need to help do us a favour as well. We're currently on a five-game losing run. Um, who play Ipswich? Obviously Exeter. Um, are they at Portman Road? Yeah. Okay, well, that's not going to happen. Matty H says, uh, despite the warnings from the club, there will inevitably be a pitch invasion on Saturday. I'm aware we covered this on the last pod, but it's a slightly different question. Matty asks, uh, at what age is it socially acceptable to enter the field of play under such circumstances?
4: No comment. Uh, <laughs> the age of criminal responsibility, which is 10, I'll have you know. Um, <laughs> I've given my view on it already. I won't be going on the pitch. Um, just don't think it's worth the risk, particularly with all they've said about, you know, what they've put out today. People want to go on, that's their own lookout, but I won't, be, I won't be going on. I, I'm just going to be... I want to be enjoying the moment and being fully present in the moment if it happens, not kind of looking over my shoulder thinking it's some big burly stew and going to me, tackle me to the ground. Yeah, not for me. I'll just be enjoying the moment if it happens and going mental in the stands.
2: Jack Leslie asks, if we do make the championship, how do you think we get on? Would we do a lute and massively punch above our weight and do well? Or could you see us struggling at the wrong end? It might be a bit soon to preempt any championship chat, and I'm sure we'll do a longer pod if, if, if we get promoted. Um, but yeah. What do you think?
5: Um, I, I expect us to go down, I think, but I would be happy with anything above that sort of red line.
2: Well, at least you're positive.
5: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I... I mean, we can touch on this maybe if we get promoted in the next podcast, but it's something that I've been talking to my... Because I started supporting the club when we were getting relegated from the championship and just about to go into League One and then got relegated again. So I never really saw us in the championship. So I've always had, like, you know, when I've been talking to you lot and other Argyle fans, and even my dad, he's like about being in the championship and, you know, how, how it was when Argyle were in the championship and whatever. And, um, and so, if, you know, I'm just happy to, for the ride because it's all I've, all I've wanted for Argyle for the last 10 years.
3: I, I think without, yeah, say so without accepting fate, if, if we get there this year, it's, and again, without using all the cliches, it's going to be about recruitment and retention at the end of the day. Obviously, Cooper's not likely to be fit for the start of the year or the start of the season. Um, and obviously depending on how long it takes him for him to come back, that's gonna that's gonna have an impact. You know, we're gonna be without likelihood, we're gonna be without Mumba, Azaz, Cosgrove, uh, you know, Lombike, um, all the other guys. There's a good chance that some of the guys we've got on contract aren't gonna be there. I've got no doubt that Schumacher will find the right players as he has done before. Um, but every season you you know, we we've had it for the last 10 years. Every season you get a different crop. And it's the first time we're gonna be in the championship for a for quite a while. Um my heart says we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna do it. We'll, we'll if we get there, we'll, we'll you know, we'll be we'll be fighting, but we'll do all right. Uh my head says we might struggle, but I'm not gonna think about that yet. I'm gonna try and hope the weekend goes well. Let the following weekend goes as well and just enjoy the summer. That's the plan.
2: The way I see it is that we've been written off all season. Fans of other clubs are writing us off for next season already when we're still on course for a title win. The bottom of the championship is littered with rubbish. Absolute rubbish. You know, your Blackpools, your Wiggins, your Reading, Huddersfield. QPR, Cardiff, Rotherham, even as far up as Birmingham. Not that I'm reading the league table and reading them in order. But I think we're just, I think there's four teams in there that we are better than. And I think as long as we're on the right side of that dotted line, but talk of the championship is a Brit too early. So say Saturday goes well, let's say a big 3-0 win what are your plans post-promotion party? Finn? You, jesters? Um, <laughs> um,
5: I, well, I think I'm I'm just going to go on the Barbican and because there's a myriad of places that you can go on the Barbican and see where, where it takes me, I think.
3: Let's hope, hope the weather's good. Um, It'd be nice to see the Barbican full of fans. Uh, having a good time, celebrating us, celebrating us, and promotion to the championship. So I, I imagine that's where where we'll be. But again, I'm not I'm not tempted fate yet. But we got to get there first. And if it's we have to celebrate in Port Vale,
2: then just just for the City Centre. And
3: I've I've been there a few times myself. You know, I'm quite familiar. But if we've got to celebrate it in Port Vale, then uh, then we'll do it up there as well. We'll do we'll we'll do it up in Stoke. So
4: yeah,
2: Sam, down. You're making up yeah I'm. It?
4: I I I'll be there if, if we go up. Don't you worry about that. Um, I I've, I know a lot of people who are going to be there. Um, and yeah, hopefully we'll have, have a bit of an Argyle live meet-up there as well. Um, and, and and have a few drinks, celebrate promotion, and may, maybe 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 the squad will be there be there as well because they certainly were after the 2017 promotion. Um, I just really hope we do it because I. It's not I where Garita think, was. No, <laughs> there are rumours he might have been in. He might have been ingested, but but who knows. Um. Yeah, I it's I just really hope we get there because look, like I say, it's not over till it's over. Whilst there is even a little bit of doubt, you can bet your bottom dollar. My my stomach will be will be doing cartwheels on on Saturday morning. So until we get it done, I'm still going to be nervy. And if I know Argyle, we don't always make it easy. I'm not saying we're not going to go up Saturday, but it just wouldn't surprise me if there was a little twist in there or it wasn't quite as straightforward as where we're hoping it will be. And I'm for Port Vale, me and me and a few uh, a few lads are uh, are going up and doing a weekend up there. And I just want to go on that weekend already promoted. I don't want to have to go up there worrying about will we do it, will we not. So I just want to go to I, I mean ideally I'd like to go there already champions, but I cannot see it of getting three points at Ipswich, so I don't think that's gonna happen. So I'll certainly settle for going there promoted with the championship to play for. Uh and and yeah, that's let's just let's just hope. That that's the case, and hope that it's a, a night that nobody forgets for all the right reasons on Saturday night.
5: I don't want to take this for like take anything for granted, but I, 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 if we get promotion, then next weekend is a completely free hit. I know it'd be lovely to win the League One title, but there's better things you can win. <laughs> I, 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 I get that point of view, and I, and I was until
4: recently very much of the viewpoint that you know. Promotions to be on and end, or winning the league is a nice little bonus, really, if that. But having heard about Ipswich's officials all storming out and throwing their toys at the pram, and McKenna was turned over as manager of the year, there is nothing better I would like them to absolutely smash them to the title and hope they suffer, quite frankly.
5: Well, yeah, so it would be good to put them to bed, well, it might not, but it sort of have a caveat to we're the best team in the League One history, all about because. It's, the thing is, we wouldn't be making a joke about it all season. And like, they felt like I think there was one fan on Twitter that said it, but literally some, like Michael Duff, the the actual manager of Barnsley FC, said they're the best team in League One history. Despite with two games to go, we are statistically better than in the league. Might be by one point, but it's still, you know, it's still better.
2: Yeah, I, I, I would prefer it if we didn't smash them to the title. I'd, I'd actually prefer it if in like, True crap,
3: League One style. We actually just stumbled to the title. I I think I agree. And and whilst I've been very much, yeah, let's just get up, let's just get to the championship. You're top of the league with two games left. Why not? It's there. It's definitely taken.
2: Exactly. It's got to be done. Although, Vale does have shades of. Well, um, but yeah, the less said about. Inflatable fish away,
4: the better. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it was by no means our most painful trip to Grim's, you though, know, was it? So I feel we should uh, take note of that.
5: I reckon if we get, if we were, well, if we'll be on cloud nine uh, if we uh, um, get promotion on the weekend. But if we then get the title at Port Vale as well, we'll be in a world of juice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
4: a, it's a joke that absolutely nobody will understand unless it started recording the, the videos of our, our podcast. But rest assured, it's uh it's very funny if you're looking at uh, Lou's background picture. Yes,
2: yeah, Alton Towers will be rocking. That um, is for sure in the in the area of the Potteries. Before we go, uh, anybody that doesn't have a sore head on Sunday, um, it's Argyle Women's last game of the season, they need to beat MK Dons to stay up um, or they don't if Bridgewater get beaten they stay up anyway so they don't need to win but um, a win there is huge, it's a big weekend for everyone in green, um, nothing else to add before we go? No,
4: no, okay. just get it get it done, get it done Argyle please don't make me have another week worrying about what I meant to be having fun on a weekend just, just get it done Argyle please
2: Cool. Cheers, guys. Thanks for joining me. And I'll see you Saturday night. In the words of Wigfield.
5: Cheers. Cheers. We've taken a bit of a tangent here. Yeah, I suppose none of this is going
4: to make... Uh, A lot lot of podcasts are good conversational chat, aren't they? So carry on a bit. You, You go. Not about cricket, they're not.
2: With that brings a close to another green and white pod brought to you by Argyle Life. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Like on Facebook and keep up to date with all things Argyle by checking out www.argyle.life. As always, with all listens, old and new, we really appreciate if you could leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you found us, every rating helps us beat that algorithm. See you next week.